First short cut. Oh, what a catch! What a catch from Laura Kimmins. One of the best you will see. That is extraordinary. Brunt to Priest to complete the fifth over. And that could be a big shout for LBW. That's out. That is out. And might have been a little thank you very much for coming. Uh, uh, just a little bit of chatter there, but they would look pretty adjacent to me. It is Cricket Library Weekly Time, my favourite time of the week. And joining me, as always, is Robbie McKinlay. A very warm welcome to you and all of our listeners. Yeah, good evening or good afternoon. That depends where that might have been. Good morning, uh, yeah. depending where you are too. Who knows? So well, when you're listening to this, but this is the beauty of it, Matt. You can listen anytime you like. And so. listeners all around the world just need to... I do a bit of self-promotion here, Robbie. News came through during the week that we were back at number one in Brazil, the number one listen-to cricket podcast in Brazil. So if you're one of those many listeners in Brazil, thanks so much for tuning in. We, we really do appreciate having you on board. How good was that? I, uh, I didn't know Renee Farrell had that much appeal in Brazil. But anyway, obviously has. So, no, that's good. It, yeah, it's getting global, which is important, but... Also, um, you know, a lot of our um, loyal listeners are really enjoying it. And, uh, we, yeah, we, we, we love bringing it to you. It's good fun. That, that's the whole idea. It And we just, uh, yeah, we like to look for the, the good bits in cricket because there's so much of it. Oh, there's so many good stories in cricket. And, and what a good story the WBBL has been. A, a magnificent tournament so far. And an absolute logjam on the ladder. Oh. Trying, to, trying to work out a top four at the start of the season was difficult enough. I'm even more confused now than uh, <laughs> that I was before I'd seen a ball bowled, Robbie. Yeah, we are. All right. Well, let's. Okay, I'll, I'll see if I can. I'll see if I can um, just sort it out a little bit for you, Matt. All Do right, you want to so, get your crystal ball out there, Robbie? Yeah, I've, I've got it here. Um, I, I, trouble is, I've, crystal ball looks more like my fish bowl, but, um, <laughs> and I've got a fish called Wander in it. So, oh. Funny enough, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I don't have any, I don't have any burglars sort of trying to break in there now. Now, all right, Melbourne Stars have qualified for their very first final series in WBBL. It's taken them six years, oh, and they've got yes. there. So well done to Trent Woodhill and the gang. Now they will play finals. They cannot miss. In fact, they cannot miss top spot. So lock them away. Okay, uh, lock. They're locked in. Yep. Now Melbourne Renegades and Hobart Hurricanes. There is the most remote possibility they could, but it's about uh, eight out of a hundred type ratio, Matt. So yeah, they okay. won't play finals. They've got a pretty tough score too. They can't yeah, so yeah. let's um let's you know not we'll mathematically still climb in the top four, but it's actually less than zero point five percent chance, requiring a complex and a very unlikely sequence of results. So that's so that's three sorted. Now you have to this, the next five in the middle, have a look at this for a later. Scorch, uh, sorry, Brisbane Heat, 14 points. One game behind, Thunder, Scorchers, Sixers. Not a lot in the run rate either. Yeah. And then half a game behind is Adelaide Strikers. So weather looks good in Sydney over the weekend, so I don't think there'll be a washout, Matt. So okay. the Strikers um, strikers will play finals if they win both games. So that's, that's sort of, it's in their hands. Now, they play Sydney Thunder at Dremoyne Oval on Saturday. I'll be at that game. Looking forward to that one. And then 
they take on the scorchers. So they're playing teams three and four. So a lot of incentives there. The strikers, Matty, um, Matty, yeah, Matty Penner the other day. Oh, I didn't she Matty bomb them? Oh, her, her 56 or 33 balls. Did you know that was the highest ever score by a number seven batter in WBBL history? I did not know that. That is a RB McKinlay stat of the week, I think. Well, I'd throw that one in early just to see if I get to take a bit of high ground on Matt Olsen. I know there'll be more coming from you. Yeah, so so that so that puts the ball in their court. Um, I'll go. I'll, I'll move up next to the Sixers. Now the Sixers broke that five run five match losing streak uh, on uh, Wednesday night against Sydney Thunder in a classic uh, oh, match derby down to the last yeah. ball. Yeah. Now they they play the two Melbourne sides, both at North Sydney. They take on the Renegades, who are dangerous at the moment, the Sixers. Uh, that, that game will be very interesting. Some, some of the Australia's best up against each other there. Um, gee, you know, look at you know, George Wareham, Sophie Molyneux up against the likes of um, Perry and Healy. Oh, it, it's, it's a great contest coming up there. So uh, the Sixers, both these games at North Sydney, Matt, they play really well there, don't they? they? Do. It's almost their home base. Yeah, Ash Gardner yep. made a big hundred there. Uh, must have been two seasons ago. Lit, yep. lit the place up. Of course, uh, Perry has performed significantly well at that venue also. I've, I've got a feeling the Sixers are going to start getting a bit of momentum, Robbie. Uh, yeah, I, I, yep. yeah, yeah, I, I, I do don't too. Know. They, could, they could well do it. So, and look, I think they'll beat the Gates. And they'll take on the Melbourne Stars in that last game now. Melbourne Stars might think, well, hang on a minute. Uh, we're going to finish on top. They might just rest some players. But I think the Stars would be keen to see the end of the Sixers just quietly. Oh, I think like, they because would too. I think <laughs> When you've got that much talent in the side, in the opposition, you'd be thinking, mm, let's get them out of the road. So, so the Sixers, yeah, if they win both their games, they'll make it, Matt. Pretty sure about that. Now, the Scorchers, who are in fourth spot, they now, take on the Hurricanes. The Scorchers, now... This is the team everyone has been talking about since the start of the season. What a great squad they've got, uh, how impressive they are. But they haven't quite hit top gear yet, I don't think, the Scorchers. Can they Can they start to find their mojo now, Robbie? They can, Matt, because I think Sophie Devine will certainly come in over the weekend. She didn't play the last two games, didn't play the Tuesday and Wednesday game. What they have got, they've got one of the most talented young opening bowlers in the competition um, Tennille Peschel yeah. very very impressed with her really good player um, and Beth Mooney of course is having a fantastic year but we'll get we'll go through some of the stats shortly on leading run scorers and that so and then the Scorchers Matty this could be an elimination final uh, on Sunday again at North Sydney they take on the Adelaide Strikers so I would think it's quite likely the, lo- the loser of that game will be won't play final Scorchers and Strikers Sunday so that's that one. Now, this comes to your and my team of um, yeah. of choice because we, we work in Thunder Nation territory in the southwest hub of New South Wales, but Cricket New South Wales and Sydney Thunder. So they take on strikers at Tremoyne Oval on Saturday. So that's good because it, it's in their hands. If they beat the strikers, Matty, I think they can't miss the finals. They are all but assured of it. Yep. Because and that'll eliminate the strikers straight away. That'll, I think that'll put them out of unless the Sixers and Scorchers both lost. Okay, but 
Storches won't lose the Hurricanes. I don't think the Sixers lose the Renegades. So maybe we are getting closer. Maybe it's down to five. Yeah, okay. Maybe it's... Maybe the, that's, all right. So then the Thunder take on the Hurricanes on Sunday. So if they were to lose the Strikers, they should beat the Canes on Sunday, Matt. Well, now, they, both these games are at Dremoyne. They thrashed the Hurricanes by one run at Hurstville Oval earlier in the mm. season. So. <laughs> that's right. They did too. <laughs> that, actually, that's probably the game. Well, you know that game there, Matty? Yeah. If you have a look at if that game had it gone the way of the Hurricanes, both oh. those sides would be on 10 points. Yeah. So it just shows you, doesn't it? It does. So, and then, so the Thunder there, I know you're nervous about that. Um, then we move up to the Heat. Brisbane Heat are in second place, but on equal points. Uh, sorry, they're on 14 points, but on um, only two points ahead. So the Heat, they got they play Stars first up. So if they lost that, and Thunder won, and the Scorchers won, and the Sixers won, yeah. which could happen. It on is Sunday, very possible. Very possible. You are going to go into Sunday's final round with. Second, third, fourth, fifth, all on uh, uh, 14 points, which is going to be – and, you know, could happen. If it goes if it goes by the way that the ladder's shaped at the moment, Stars beat Heat, okay, they stay on 14. Thunder beat Strikers because they're high. They go to 14. Yeah. Scorchers beat Hurricanes because they're high. They go to 14. Sixers beat the Gates. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's – so we could have this amazing situation. Uh, and then, then you go to that last round match. Then you get down to – then, ironically, um, those sides, and then Heat would play Renegades, Thunder would play Hurricane, Scorchers would play Strikers, all those three teams are out of it, and the Sixers have got the Stars. So they all could win. Then it could come <laughs> to run rate. Yeah. So you could have – you could have we could have four teams finishing on 16 points – and if you have a look at the run rates at the moment, Brisbane Heat um, plus 0.38, Thunder just behind plus 0.26, Scorchers plus 0.21, Sixers are just minus, just below parity. So there it is, Matty. What that means is it's going to be an incredible finish. Oh, I'm looking forward to it, Robbie. I, I can hardly wait for the finals to commence uh, next week. This time next week we'll know – the result of the first semi-final, so plenty to look forward to. Now, um, who's impressed you, Robbie? You've been running your eyes over the numbers. I know you love um, yep. looking over the numbers. Numbers don't always tell a true story, but you've you've seen a lot of the action firsthand. Yeah. Uh, who who in the leading run scorers and leading wicket takers have been in in Robbie's uh, top shelf, so to speak? Yeah. Well. I've really enjoyed watching Meg Lanning bat, Maddie. I, oh. I just think I think she's the best batter in the world, almost. Yeah. You know, it's so good to watch. So, and uh, Mignon Dupria, she's been outstanding. Yeah. Uh, one of the highlights for me for the tournament so far was the 151 run partnership between Beth Mooney, who's the leading run score with 416, and Sophie Devine when she made the hundred. Yeah. Um, that was that was just. Uh, down at Hurstville. Gosh, that was good batting. They're running between wickets was excellent. So out of some of the, the other young Laura Woolvart from um, the South African is, is very impressive. Hey, what about Rachel Priest? You know, discarded by the Thunder. Yeah. Um, went down to Hobart, uh, set up down there. She's had a couple of magnificent innings. But only thing about that 
if, if Priestley fails, that Kane seemed to fail. Matt, yeah. they just haven't got that depth. Um, and if you, Pree, I find with Priestley, if, if Priestley doesn't get going early, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a big opportunity. Pitch the ball up, try and get a driving. Uh, but if you give her a few short and wide and she gets a few of those cut shots out of the middle, watch out because she is usually ready yep. to rack up a big score as she did against the Sixers in that surprise yeah. win for the Hurricanes last weekend. Yeah, she was a very popular figure in the, you know, in the, in the Thunder Nation part in regional New South Wales. I know amongst the, the southwest New South Wales, she had a big following, but um, she's doing really well. But what I love about Rachel Priest is she always got a smile on her face and she takes the good with the bad, and she, um, yeah, very entertaining. And she's been really keep, keeping wickets very well. Um, just on that, um, Tegan McFarlane's been very impressive behind the stumps. The Adelaide Strikers liked her work. Um, just out of some of the, some maybe the younger ones, uh, Annabelle Sutherland on Wednesday, Matt made a brilliant seventy-two. Um, hit the ball a long way. Hit it so oh, straight. A couple up near so the commentary straight. box, didn't she? Yeah, one went just past my right. Right um, shoulder there, and I, I let it go. I gave it the wide berth, to be honest. Um, <laughs> um, uh, she, but yeah, being brief, I'll go back just on Sophie Devine. She's actually hit the most sixes in a tournament, Maddie, quite easy. She's hit 13, um, and then you've got quite a few of the players on seven. Meg Lanning, this won't surprise you because no one finds the gap better than Meg Lanning, and she's hit 51 boundaries, so that, oh. that's her specialty. Has hit seven over the top as well. Um, and, but my, my, probably my favourite batter, Matty, favourite batter to watch would be uh, uh, of the of the older um, set is Mignon Dupria. I yeah. just love watching her bat. She takes the bowling on so much. And out of the young guns, um, oh, of course, so um, Phoebe Litchfield the other night, her innings against the Sixers nearly got the Thunder home. Yeah, that was fantastic. Just a sign of things to come. Um, yeah. To, Progress is going well there. And those hockey that's... hockey skills of Phoebe Litchfield, those <laughs> those reverse sweeps or reverse swats, I guess they were the other night there. Absolutely yep. incredible. And 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 that is those wrists, they're they're, they're hockey player um esque, I I'd say. And yep. she she's still at school, Robbie. So Yeah. G- give her some time and we have a very special talent there in Phoebe Litchfield. Yep. And wasn't it good? I think it was the other night um, that um, uh, from the, the, her fellow students from um, Woolleroy um, School in Orange came along out to the ground and watched her play, which I thought was just absolutely fantastic. Oh, that's so, brilliant. Yeah, very, very nice. So uh, amongst the bowlers, here's what, this interesting one. This might this probably catch a few people out. Um, the leading wicket taker this season in the Rebel WBBL is Sarah Coit on 17. She's bowled well. On the Adelaide Strikers. Yeah. And do, doing really well. Um, her, the wickets we've seen, particularly out of places like Tremoyne, where there's a little bit of hold, and the wickets really suited um, Sarah Coit. Nat Siver with 16. And then you've got the couple of girls from the Thunder, Sammy Bates continues. She's on 14 wickets, and Sammy Joe Johnson uh, are doing heaps. But one of the most impressive bowls I've seen so far, Jess Jonathan. Yeah. Maddie, gee, she's doing a fantastic job there uh, for the Heat. Outstanding. And two leg spinners that I know you're going to like. <laughs> Amelia Kerr yes. and Amanda Jade Wellington yeah. are both just finding a nice little bit of form. Yeah, the, the wrong of Amelia Kerr has been bamboozling 
the yep. the opposition players at the moment. She's got a lot of spark, a lot to like about Amelia Kerr with the ball. Gives it gives it a chance to do its work, and she's been yeah she's been excellent for the Brisbane Heat so far. So and and her economy rate, Maddie, is one of the best in the competition as well. So which which is really and the other leg spinner that I've, I've liked what I've seen about is Alana King has yeah. looked really good too. But um, one thing I have noticed, Maddie, on the weekend, particularly the, the games over the weekend. A lot of batters are getting themselves out on the sweep shot, so I think maybe that I reckon that's one thing that that could be a bit of a correction. I know, um, I know, uh, um, Elise Falani um, has you know maybe just sort of thinking about maybe just pulling that early in her innings a bit. Yep. Um, yeah, she's it's got her out a couple of times, but just probably more credit to the excellent spin bowling that we've seen. So and just but, um, just on um, on. Dismissals, Robbie. I noticed it's come up in commentary a few times. The amount of wickets that are falling in the eleventh over, the over oh. after the the drinks interval, is is there a pattern emerging there? Have we had the boffins at the cricket library crunch the numbers oh. on this, or are we just going off our anecdotal feel that uh, at this stage the players aren't really coping with the drinks break? Well, the great Warren Smith, a legend of uh, coaching in New South Wales. He once, I remember going to a clinic and he said to the young, uh, the girls and boys there listening very intently, he said, name me the three best bowlers in the world. And a couple of them, you know, said McGrath and Warney and all this sort of stuff. And Warren's answer was lunch break, tea break and drinks break. (laughs) Always bring a wicket. So there you go. And that's what happened. The 11th over, over the the last set of matches, was just quite incredible. We had, I think we had the game on Tuesday, yeah. where we had two wickets fell in the 11th over in the first innings, the first match. The same thing happened in the second innings of the match. Then we had a wicket put in the, in the next game, a wicket fell on the 11th over. And the same, it was just quite remarkable. So, yeah, maybe a break in concentration um, where they, these days with the 10 overs done, they, 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 the players get together for a quick drink. The coach can even go out there and have a chat. So, yeah, maybe maybe they just should just stay out there and not worry about having the break. So, but, yeah, that's one of those little quirky things, Matt, that's crept into it. Or could it be the, the messaging that um, some food's just arrived in the change room? <laughs> um, we'll put some aside for you. Trust us. <laughs> oh, could be. And the final stat I'm going to give you on just um, uh, the strike rate, this won't surprise you. Laura Kamins is oh. the, lead, has the leading <laughs> strike rate, 195, if you don't mind. And saw um, – her performance yesterday. Uh, well, could we doing? I was on the Wednesday game where yeah. she hit a switch hit six um, at Tursill, uh, and then next shot straight away played the most beautiful, authentic textbook book right-handed sweep shot down the square leg for four as well. Uh, yeah, it was just incredible batting. So yeah, and, and of course she took that great catch that. Uh, that uh, sent the commentary box into a frenzy. Yeah, we heard that in the intro, Robbie. That's a, yeah. a, a brilliant piece of work from Kimmins there. And my word, doesn't she club them? She oh. she, she gives them yeah. a mighty whack. And you, you just get the feeling, like in that game against the Scorchers the other day, while she was at the crease, the run rate didn't really matter because she was going to get them home and, and she did that with distinction. Yeah, absolutely. And oh, hey, mate, apologies too. How could I forget? I was talking about leg spinners before and young guns. Amy Smith from the Hurricanes, yes. 16, just turned sixteen. 
less than a week ago. Yeah, she's doing a brilliant work. So, um, yeah, well, well done, young Amy. I've been super impressed with her performance. Fantastic. Wickets in the WBBL before having your L plates. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And one of the other highlights for mine too, Matt, I've got to say, what about the effort of um, young McKinley Blows, the young girl from Gold Gold, yes. which is out near Mildura, and in the big derby game where the Renegades shocked and beat the Stars, she took the wicket of Meg Lanning. What a thrill that must have been for young McKinley Blows. Absolutely, Robbie. Dreams dreams being made in the WBBL this summer and looking forward to seeing how it all unfolds. Robbie, you'll be there calling the action. Looking forward to tuning in for that. Time for us to have a quick break. And when we come back, it's time for Matt's mailbag. So looking forward to that. But we'll have a nice little haiku poem from our resident cricket librarian, Matt Fiction, before we do. The sweepologist, sweeping like no other can. We love Alex Ross. And we certainly do love Alex Ross, the sweepologist. What a fitting tribute from Matt Fiction there, Robbie. He's one of the um, – I like, that's one of my highlights of the BBL every year is watching Alex Ross play because it's sort of the only time he gets put to prominence. And, yeah, uh, uh, well played. Um, love that high cue on that one, mate. That's, <laughs> that's one of the best. It's just a, it sums him up a treat. Yeah, it certainly does. And time now for the segment that has people reaching for postcards and shelling out a bit of cash for some postage. Matt's mailbag, 101R Bungle Gumby Road, Burrabadeen is the address. We've had we've had another piece of mail from A.E. Norton who sent in last week. He sent in a, a beautiful postcard here from Galagambone in um, – Galagambone, a, a town in between sort of Gilgandra and Coonamble. He must have been on the road uh, in recent times. And we're going to address his question next week. Uh, it's quite an yep. extensive one and uh, it's a, a BBL-themed question which um, which I'm looking forward to answering in, in a bit more depth. So we, we might address yeah. that next week. But I understand, uh, Robbie, you've come across something – in the mailbag from Orange, which you'd like to draw my attention to. I have. Um, now, Matt, uh, got a question for – please, could you um, – Robbie and Matt, um, if you would be able to ask this question to uh, MJ Ellis. It's uh, Kate from Orange. Yep. And oh, it's a good one too. Um, what do you think of the new BBL rules and is there anything else they could have done to enhance the entertainment value. Uh, love the podcast, Kate from Orange. There you go. That's a great question, Kate. Um, Robbie, do you want to just give us a little overview yeah. of the new yep. the new rules? So, so for those that aren't familiar, I, I know these have been doing the rounds on the social networks and there's been a lot of opinions voiced on them. But just give us the nuts and bolts yep. of, of, of what's coming and – uh, then I, I can share some, some views uh, in right. response. Well, Matty, there's basically three. So 
So yep. the first one is called the power surge, and it's a two-over period during which the fielding team is allowed only two players out of the inner fielding circle. Yep. So that's the, yeah. So you have seven inside. Uh, keep a bowler. Yeah. So um, now the batting side can call for this at any point from the eleventh over of their innings. Okay. So yeah, it, uh, I, I, I like it. Uh, I the do fielding too. Restriction, yeah, the, the fielding restrictions replicate those of the usual power play at the beginning of an inning, which has been shortened to four overs. So yeah, so that that two over period becomes a bit more flexible. So the um, power play at the start is four overs. So that's just any comment on that one? That's a tick, um, that's a tick for me. Oh, okay. Yep. Good. Yep. I easy, do too. Easy, easy tick that one. And I'm going to look at the end of this a little bit. Why I think this, why I like this. Um, all right. Now number two, um, the it's the X factor player. So named as either the twelfth or thirteenth player on the team sheet. Yeah. They can come into the game beyond the tenth over of the first inning and replace any player who has yet to bat or has bowled no more than one over. Okay. So, um, yeah, I like that. I do like that. Yeah, that adds a bit of mystery and intrigue. So you've got 13 players basically on the list with that. Um, yeah, can come into the game beyond the 10th over of the first innings and replace any player who is yet to bat. Yeah, that's so – all right. So say, for example, Matt, if you had um, – let's say the bidding's just going along – or say that you, you were, say, a four or five down – um, and if you one of your regular batters wasn't sort of picked in the 11, um, say it was an Alex Ross who wasn't picked that day, he could then come in and be replaced. He could he could take over and bat instead of one of the bowlers. Is that how it yeah, works? Yeah, I think so. And uh, conversely, if, say, for instance, the the wicket's taking spin you, and, and you don't expect it to be taking spin, you've got a, uh, okay. uh, you, you've got a spinner sitting there uh, on the bench, inject them into the game. Um, yep. that that kind of thing, or you got a particularly good death bowler yep. that you might yep. want to inject into the game if it doesn't work out for someone else, their first over so gets, get, gets knocked around more than you expected. So you're suggesting you could have someone, they could almost be warming up, like in baseball terms, warming up in the bull pit, the yeah. bull ring or whatever, and just bowling, it could be back, so out the back just warming up and say, right, oh, you're on, we're going to bowl, you're coming on at, at the end of the 16th over because you're going to, you know, you're going to bowl the 17th and the 19th over. That could happen. Yeah, that could happen. That could happen. Okay. All right. A, a tick for you, that one, Matt? Yeah, that's it. All, all, of these, uh, all of these innovations are going to attract comment and there are going to be people that like them. There's going to be people that dislike them. But until yep. we've actually seen them in real-life games, I don't think it's very fair – to pass harsh judgment on them because we haven't actually seen them. We don't know. We don't know the outcome. We don't know what the result of the changes will be. So, I, I think you need to give them a chance. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But if it if it does, I'd I'd be interested to see some of some of the comments then from people that have been so yep. so strongly against it. Now the next one, and I, and I concur 
everything you said there, Matt. So now this is a this is a really interesting one. This is I reckon this is the one that's really going to get particularly the younger kids and the women. It, it could be you know um, it's something different. It's basically the bash boost will be a bonus point awarded halfway through the second inning. So the team chasing. Well, so Maddie, you're, I'm playing you. You've 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 posted um, 160. Yep. The team chasing received the bonus point if they are above the equivalent 10 over score. So if I can get to 81 by the 10th over, I get a point. And okay. then if I go on to win the game, I get another two points. But if I don't chase down those runs, I still will get one point out of the game, and you will get two. So from that, so I'll just finish that off there now, Matt. Um, while if, if that trailing the fielding side gets the point, yep, teams will also now be awarded three points for winning the match as opposed to the traditional two. Okay. Also, so it's three plus one, so it, four total. Yes, if you lose at the 10 over mark but still win the game, you still get three points. Yeah. Right. Which, yep. uh, let's just put that in the context of the current race of the finals in the WBBL. Oh, I thought we'd sorted that out. Think, think of all the different <laughs> permutations you could have. Like we've already oh. got a vast array of options that could happen. Yep. I think it just keeps it just keeps those those end of season games just puts a little bit more on the line. Yep, and creates no. creates a few more discussion points. Just just back on uh, the X Factor, Robbie. What one of the things yeah, oh, I was. I was talking to one of my colleagues about this uh, recently and we're both big WWE fans. I, I'm probably more a, a World Wrestling Federation back in the WWF days but now known okay. as the WWE. And I love. I used to love the idea of um, they'd often have mystery tag team partners. So it would be, yes. it'd be yeah. one, one of the big name wrestlers and, and they'd promote it and they'd have one of these big mystery the big mystery partner that was going to come down and you didn't know who it was going to be and then they'd get out there yep. to the ring and then the dead giveaway would be the entrance music. They'd play the entrance music, <laughs> dim the lights, player would come out. I'd love to see I'd love to see the X Factor player when the X Factor player is coming into the game, they dim the lights, fire up the pyrotechnics, <laughs> play the entrance music. And yes. then, and then, and then, having do the long walk down the um, down the tunnel, yep. and, and and in just injecting yep. themselves into the game, and then maybe someone hitting them with a steel chair on the way out there, or who knows, oh. <laughs> who knows. But and, uh, oh, hey, yeah, and and if it's at the it's at Thunder's home ground, they could appear running through that helmet. Yeah, they could, they could, they could just oh, come. And the helmet and, could light up, and it yeah. could be a real mystery because then. Then the cameras oh, would be the cameras would be panning down, yeah. and they think, "Oh, who's the mystery player going to be tonight?" And then there's, "Yes, oh my goodness, it's Callum Ferguson. We didn't expect yes. him to be here." <laughs> <laughs> and they could come that out. Is so, yeah. That is good. I, I think yeah, oh, you, that's one man. That's a double tick. Because because I, I I don't know if you remember Robbie back um, must have been the late nineties in the Mercantile yeah. Mutual Cup. And and it was also in the um, summer of ninety five ninety six in the ODI series. Each of the yep. players did have entrance music, and they, yeah, and they, they they'd come out to bat. The music would play, uh, and then when they'd hit a four or a six, they'd yep. play the music. And I think it was 
I think it was Corey Richards. Oh, I was at uh, North Sydney Oval and New South Wales were playing a, a Mercantile Mutual Cup game and Corey Richards scored his first 100 for New South Wales. And, and one of the things that's etched in my mind is every time he hit a, hit a boundary, Bon Jovi's blaze of glory was playing over the PA. That, oh, great yeah. memories. Yeah. Anyway, no, but I but I know at the time some of no. the some of the traditionalists were against entrance music and weren't a big fan. But no, no, I, I love it, Matty. I, I, I that is fantastic. And well, it's I'd take it. I'd go more around the boxing. You know, when a boxer comes to ring oh, and they've got the they've got the big like the, the uh, big coat, yeah. the hood, and they've got the hood, and you still don't know who it is. Yeah, you know, it could be. Hey, is it Dougie Bollinger or is it you know Nathan Horrod? Um, yeah, is it Steve O'Keefe. Who is it? You know, is it? Hey, is it Merv Hughes having a comeback? And and, and Glenn McGrath. And, and what Who we knows? what we need is a good ground announcer, so we can have the ladies yep. and gentlemen. Oh yeah, coming into the game, weighing in at two hundred forty-two pounds. <laughs> and then and then they could announce who it is, and they could come out yep. and bang a few sixes and uh, no, get the I job done. It. But. But in all seriousness, Robbie, I, I think people fear change. People take time to adjust to change um, and not everyone will like changes. People get comfortable in, in the way things are done. But a bit of innovation has got a lot of people talking. and Entertainment. Yeah. Yep. Get the... I could just picture the kids at school talking about, it. oh, I reckon they should have brought such and such on, you yeah, know. Yeah, well, yeah. I wouldn't I'll... have done that. Oh, you know why did why did Cal Ferguson move the field then? You know, so no, I, I think it's great. So um, I'm for it, and I'm looking forward to seeing the implementation of it. And um, yeah, we we'll, we will track this. It, it's going to be a, it's it's so true. It is a great discussion point, isn't it? Yeah, well, Matt's no mailbag's talking about it. Site. People on the street yeah. are talking about it. Yeah, from 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 you know Dubbo to Surrey Hills to Cookadinia, you know, to Brisbane, they'll be all talking about it. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, is that is that our last piece of mail, Robbie? Yeah, that's it. I, uh, the mail. I um, have got a little bit banking up, so looking forward to clearing a bit of that, and we'll see how we go with um, A.E. Norton. I do know, yeah, it's. Um, I think it's, it's, he can cool his heels a bit because it is certainly a cracker in around the BBL. Oh. But uh, a big, big thank you too to uh, Kate from Orange too. So was um, that was a ripper. Yeah, and uh, any of our overseas listeners, the mail is a bit slow, but please do take the time. 101R, Bungle Gumby Road, Burrabadeen. Love to get a postcard from Brazil or oh. got, we've got listeners in France, uh, even France yep. as well. Um, <laughs> there's, there's just so, educated. <laughs> so, so, many, so many out there uh, listening around the place, maybe even – Maybe even some of the lads from the Riding Mill Cricket Club in the UK yeah. might want to drop us a line. They're pretty big fans of the program. But, Robbie, the guys. We, we've had a short and sharp innings yep. this evening, a bit of a T20-style innings. Um, we're out of time. And we are. And, Matty, I'll tell you, I'm getting a bit sad. Not too far away. The WBBL will be finished. And I, I can – nothing but high praise for what we've seen. It is absolutely fantastic. And – Look, some of the venues haven't been able to have crowds in there, but um, it's a great, uh, you know, it's been fantastic. You can catch it on the either Cricket Network or KO Sports, Fox and Channel 7, ABC Radio. There's plenty of uh, methods you can get in there and watch it. So looking forward to a massive finish this weekend coming up. Uh, as I said, 
it may not be decided till 5.30 Sunday afternoon. I reckon you're spot on there, Robbie. Well, enjoy the call. We'll be tuning in. Uh, Massive thanks to you and a massive thanks to all of our loyal listeners for tuning in. Uh, This has been Robbie McKinlay and I'm Matt Ellis for the Cricket Library Weekly. Bye for now.